the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason on this Wednesday. It's a hump day. I hope it finds you well. Starting to warm up. Yeah, starting to slowly hit the defrost button out there. It's been uh, a crazy week or week plus of... Uh, pretty cold temperatures. I know uh, up in Colorado, we're talking negative. You know, most of the country was negative here in Arizona. Not bad, you know, cold at night, cold in the morning, but pretty decent uh, during the day. But getting back to, to normal out there, and, and of course, what is normal uh, any longer, right? The, the playoff, football playoffs, right? Super Bowl, Phoenix Open, all of that coming. I know that, you know, kind of the end of the holiday season, uh, the Super Bowl and the Phoenix Open. Okay, well, I guess it's not that. Even, the Waste Management Open. Uh, our toll-free number, 800 The website at allamericangold.com. And wealth insurance, physical delivery uh, of gold and silver. It is what we do. Uh, we, we have a, a big, I guess, I don't know, a reverse rally in the bond market, the 10-year yield spiking. You know, not a big story. Listen, this is more of a paper story uh, that, oh, man, maybe we got ahead of ourselves. Maybe they're not going to cut rates six times and all that stuff. Uh, put, it, put it this way, great buying opportunity uh, because, uh, again, this is this is the calm uh, before before the storm, uh, right now you, we we don't have Jason on video. We we've got a a part we're waiting on. Uh, you know, uh, good old Amazon. It should be there uh, sometime, hopefully tomorrow, uh, and then you can see Jason's pretty face if you're uh, one of our YouTube or Rumble listeners. We appreciate you guys out there. You know, like us, share it. You know, subscribe. Uh, what, hit all the buttons you're supposed to hit. You know the buttons you're supposed to hit. Uh, but Jason, you're with us. Just we just can't see you. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here, and uh, I'll be here for the uh, both shows, and and uh, going to report the the happenings that are going on. You know, everyone thinks that I guess the Fed, uh, uh oh, they're they're not going to lower the rates, and so the market's got a little timid, I guess, Joe. So dropped off a yeah, little bit yesterday. Yeah, and, and and let's be clear, they're not going to lower the rates at the next meeting that that's that's like the big shocker i mean uh, as we know uh, that's not how the fed operates L- like i said i think it's just more uh, you know dare i say they're bored uh, and, and want to make a few bucks on, on the paper trail uh, got you, you know what i think it is joe what, what i think it is is uh, i remember as a kid my parents would wrap the presents for christmas like a week early or something and my brother and I'd be looking at these presents. We got to wait till Christmas. You get to open one on Christmas Eve, and the whole thing would be the the day before Christmas Eve. We, we want to open the present. We want Christmas Eve Eve, 
Right? I think that's what I think that's what happened with the rates. They wanted Christmas Eve, isn't that what they wanted? They didn't get it, so they got yes, unhappy. Hey, soul hey, stuff. we know what? Let's just call it Hanukkah and let us start eight days, you know, uh, of, of opening. You're right. Kind of that. That's a great uh, analogy as to what's happening today. I, I'll, I'll say this: uh, Jamie Dimon, Warren got the guy just warns every week now uh, because I think he really wants people to understand what's happening out there. You know, it's funny is uh yesterday uh joey uh you guys know joey He's, he lives in chicago you know, he lives in chicago uh, it's been brutally cold uh and he had to uh call triple a because uh, his car wouldn't start you know dead battery uh type thing they came out and you know they they jumped it and and did that stuff and they were just like yeah it, was, it looks like your battery's okay it's just so cold uh, that that it just you know kind of froze up, and this morning I, I come in and I'm, I'm getting ready for the show, looking at well, you know what are we going to talk about today? Uh, out of Chicago, Tesla owners and these electric cars, right? We're we're going to learn a lot, aren't we? Uh, it, it's one thing when you live here in Arizona and you don't spend the summer here and you drive it around uh, town. Oh, I got a bunch of friends that have them; they love driving it around town. They do. Hey, I got to go 20, 30 miles. It's great. Uh, uh, only one takes it out of town. Uh, most of them are like, yeah, I won't even go to Sedona uh, with my Tesla because I don't, you know, the battery, uh, charging, all that stuff. But apparently in Chicago, the temperatures were so cold that the charging stations didn't work, Jason. They, they were plugged in. But, but but no power, uh, the batteries uh, were not taking the charge, and apparently all the Tesla charging stations in Chicago turned into like a, a big uh, graveyard parking lot. All these Teslas were there, but none of them could actually charge their battery. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's what made the the automobile such a great thing. It's got its own encompassed, you know, in inside the car system for for doing what it's supposed to do. And uh, you know, yes, you need gasoline, but as long as there's something in the tank, you're going right. And with the electric electric cars, yeah, the electricity goes out, or you have some sort of electrical issue. I can't tell you how many electrical issues I've had. I've had cars that have had tons of electrical issues, but the car would still drive because they had the gas in it. So. I, I get the whole idea about electric cars, but, man, there are so many problems. I, I see that. I, but there's so many problems that we haven't seen. I know in Colorado just like a week ago, one of the local houses burned down because a couple of the electric cars' batteries started blowing up and catching on fire. And, you know, maybe you need to slow down until you get it right the first time instead of having to suffer the pain, you know, the extra pains from going too fast, Joe. Yeah, well, I heard, like, the fire departments are trying to get these – these blankets, or uh, I'll yeah. call—I don't know what else to call it—because uh, you know you can't put those fires out, right? They, these these Teslas catch on fire. You, you can't put them out with you know with water. Uh, but yeah, I, I, you know who knows? It'll be. Don't worry, we're all going to be living in 15-minute cities anywhere, uh, and most people won't even be able to afford a car. Picture Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 
800-951-0592. Getting a little little charge in the tank here on this Wednesday. Quick look at the markets. Uh, everything's pretty much down today uh, with the uh, the bond yields rising. Uh, the 10-year note uh, been as high as like almost a 415 right now. Uh, 4-1 in change. Uh, gold's down 15. Silver's down 30 cents. Again, great buying opportunities, uh, but holding well above uh, 2000 Gold's got really comfortable here uh, at, at $2,000, but with Jamie Diamond with another warning about 2024, but it got worse today because then he threw in 2025. You know, he's been talking about 2024 for a while, uh, but now said, listen, 2025, it's not going to be any better either. Being diversified, I think, is the name of the game. But we say it all the time. Don't put all your money into gold and silver. Don't do that. It's like having all your money in the stock. I can't believe the people that have all their money in the stock market and think that that it's going to work out for them uh, because that's just not the case. Being diversified is going to be key here. This is why we've been talking about why refi up to 10.25% rate of return. Uh, It's fixed. Your interest is compounded daily. You can turn your income on. You can turn it off. You can do whatever the heck you want with it. Uh, It's not correlated to Wall Street or the Fed. That's the big thing, right? Having something else. Uh, that that hey, I've got my gold and silver. You gotta have stocks. Listen, do, do we always do? Have we ever said don't buy stocks? No. Gotta have it. Gotta have it. But uh, be more diversified here. I think uh, you know any anything. The days of these being like look at look at the last two years, down 20, 30, 40 percent, depending on what it was. Uh, this year. Right? Up 5, up 10, up 20%, depending on what it was on, on Wall Street. I think the the volatility that we've seen over the last three or four years, I actually think that goes away. I think it's going to be very hard, especially over the next, say, five years, for Wall Street to go much further because the debt game's up. Right, we're already at the limit, right? We're already kind of burping up our food, if you will, right? We keep trying to choke down all this debt, and we and we're having all of these problems now, choking it down, right? You know, you know how it gets, right? You keep eating and eating and eating. Next thing you know, you're 500 pounds. You're hooked up to the oxygen machine, right? Uh, you got to go in for bypass surgery and all that. I mean, that's kind of where we're at. When you think about it, uh, check out why refund, like I said, up to 10.25% fixed rate of return. You do have to have $50,000. Listen, that's not their rule. The $50,000, that's not them. That's the government in the SEC. They're the ones that require them to do it this way. You can use an existing IRA. Some of you can use a 401k. InvestYRefi.com or just call them. 888-Y-REFI-24. Over the weekend, Jason, I saw this, and I meant to, to bring it up yesterday, but we didn't get to it. Talking about the stock market, it's absolutely incredible. With Americans participating at, in the stock market, 
at an all-time high. So never before have more Americans been in the stock market. Of course, most of that, as, as everybody knows, it's through a work 401k, by and large. Right? No more pensions. <laughs> you know, even when I first started working at the drugstore, my health insurance was free. Right? They, a lot of people, now I didn't have it, but a lot of people uh, that had worked there for a long time had pensions. Right? But fast forward to today, there's no pensions. Right? You're forced. Hey, you want to save anything? You got to save your own. Maybe if you're lucky, uh, the company does some kind of, hey, we'll match, you know, 25% for 2% or something like that. You know, maybe you get a little bit of a match. Nobody, everyone's health insurance is a fortune. But a record. 58% of households were uh, owning stocks in 2023, according to the Federal Reserve. That's a record. So six out of ten households, uh, somebody's got some stocks. Here's the problem, though. According to the Fed's own data, 93% of all stocks are owned by just 10% of the households in America. And Jason never, you know, so we have two things. Record high participation, right, which you would think would be okay. Well, if we got that, right, it's more diverse, right, it's more spread out, Uh uh-uh. Never in the history of Wall Street has it been so lopsided where the the very few own the majority of the stocks, Jason. Yeah, that's been that's been going in that direction for a while, just kind of slow and steady like the two percent inflation. But now look at look at in these times of higher inflation, how it just seems to be moving very much quicker that way. And. That's one simple reason. If you own things like a company or a commodity like gold, it goes up in value because to buy it the company from Joe or to buy the gold from Joe, you have to pay more to get it. If you're not holding anything, then what you have is depreciating your, your savings account, your paycheck not going up in inflation. And so, Joe, the fact that 10% of households own that much is not a surprise. That's going to be much worse. The next five years, that... I can see you double that that number, Joe. That's how fast things can move in the wrong direction for the average guy out there, Joe. You know, when you think about it, I mean, the last 10 years has been really good for stocks, right? Because, you know, with the bottom uh, and the big move, right, this monstrous return. Monstrous. And it only helped a very small few uh, of the people out there. Matter of fact, uh, of, of, if you took half the people of, of, that own stocks, they don't even own 1% of the stock market. The bottom 50% don't even own 1%. Uh, but, but it truly is uh, amazing uh, when you think about uh, what, what's been happening. I think it's another, it's another one of these microcosms, isn't it? The, the end of the middle class. Is, isn't that kind of this? Right. The, the fact of the matter is, is a lot of people, you know, I'm in a 401k, I'm putting, you know, I'm putting a little bit of my money away. It doesn't buy anything. 
right? I don't have the means to, to buy outside of. And, and again, what we end up finding out is the second trouble arises, Jason, a lot of these people have to sell what little bit they have. <laughs> Right, and you're talking middle class, which just doesn't seem to be a middle class. There's working class, and then there's living off the government. I mean, you get people that have household income of $100,000. That's that's a 10-year millionaire as far as earnings, right, Joe? I mean, it used to be household income was 50 grand, and that was pretty pretty good. That's 20-year millionaire income. So, yeah, middle class, Joe. I, I guess I guess in America we're blessed to li- live with a high standard of living versus some countries, but middle class is really uh, uh you got white collar and blue car collar right that's about it you know where's the middle class you know the vacations every year the the pension the paid vacations the early retirement i don't there's very few of those left Joe, as far as i can see you know you, you, you brought up a great early retirement Remember, that was another thing you know think about the things they used to talk about uh, balancing the the deficit right well we all out of balance budget right they don't talk about they didn't talk about maybe paying down the debt but at least let's stop going into debt right no one talks about that matter of fact i don't know if you just saw it's incredible what these guys are agreeing to so i don't know a lot of you remember the the, the trump tax cuts right so uh we, we gave big business these times i had to have we can't compete remember that was, it was it was beat into our heads we can't compete and look at these companies are moving to Ireland or, you know, having a, a, an address in some foreign country. And they lowered the taxes. Of course, blew up the debt. But at the same time, see, they, if that wasn't enough to get everyone to go along with it, well, we'll give the consumer some money too, right? Increase the child tax credit and some of this other stuff. Well, that that stuff was supposed to expire. Not not the business stuff, right? That that was we're gonna we're gonna lock in. Did we really need it? Uh, I mean, was it worth it? Down thirty seven thousand. Was it worth it? No, of course not. Of course not. Right? It was just a made up believe story. Listen, if we wanted pharmaceutical companies to stop incorporating in Ireland, we could have done it, and, and without any tax breaks either. That that would have been real simple. But no. And I hate paying taxes. Listen, I, I, I don't blame businesses. Right? It, it, it's the uh, let's have the government pay for everything problem that we have here. Well, it's a problem now. Congress now has already agreed. You know what? Forget it. Let, let's not take away that extra money we are giving to consumers. I know when we wrote the law, we said it was going to go away. Jason, they can't stop spending. They just can't do it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, and I understand, in, in, in my understanding, my learning, that uh, the corporate tax should be zero. <laughs> corporate tax should be zero. And we, I had a discussion, I think, on the day that you were – it might have been one of the days you were, you were, you were gone last week, but uh, one of our favorite callers came in and was challenging that line of thinking. And corporations, they need to pay their share. And I was like, well, corporations should pay zero. We're the ones who pay the tax. Corporations build all their costs into into the what the consumer pays. But I can tell you, one, one of the one thing is why corporate taxes exist and why they have to stay high is because if a corporation pays zero corporate tax and then they ship their goods off to another country, the government, the federal government, doesn't get theirs. 
and the local governments get whatever consumer tax comes from those companies uh, domestically. So the only reason there's a, a, a corporate tax show is because we're, we're, as a government, afraid to charge tariffs to goods coming into the country because who doesn't want to sell to America? The best consumers on the planet, right? They're just right. too many hey, favors, too many deep a, pockets. Yeah, we're such a good consumer. We're willing to go boatloads into debt. Uh, just to keep buying that, you know, the, we had a decent retail sales number. I'm sure it'll be revised lower, like all the numbers, but uh, all of the gain in retail sales plus was done on debt, credit cards, uh, the buy now, pay later, uh, hundreds of billions of dollars. The consumer uh, has never think about this. They've never owned less stock, even though record participation. And yet, they own less. Record levels of debt, right? The consumer has never had this much debt. And, of course, it's all the wrong debt, right? It's, it's you know, credit card debt, student loan debt, right? All Auto loan debt. You could even argue about real estate debt. But they've never been this, this much up against it. And when we start looking at taxes and everything else, uh, the governments, they're just like the consumer. They just refuse to be fiscally responsible. There's no this, these, these, these tax credits. I, you know, as much as I, I get it, they need to expire. We're going to have to pay more tax. I don't know why people don't understand this. Uh, and really, what we really need is less government. Right, we don't need to pay more day. We've got to say enough is enough. And Jamie Dimon, J- Jason, that's really all he's talking about. He's like, people just, they're clueless. The amount of debt is going to destroy the markets. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. Take the Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. 800-951-0592. Buy the pullback here. It's not going to last and take advantage of of some great pricing. Uh, Yesterday, we ran $5 Indians. We do not have any more. We completely sold out. I did not think that was going to happen. We sold more $5 Indians uh, yesterday uh, than we have Probably in the last, I don't know, three, four, five years combined, uh, hundreds and hundreds of them. We thought we had plenty. I didn't even worry about uh, limits. They are all gone. Uh, Today, we've got about 75 $10 liberties, uh, as we're seeing uh, some of these big players coming back into the gold markets here. Uh, 1095 on Ten dollar liberties. These are the older ones, eighteen sixty six to nineteen oh seven. Half ounce of gold piece. A thousand ninety five. If you buy ten or more, a thousand ninety. Twenty or more, a thousand eighty five at eight hundred nine five one. Zero five nine two for you silver guys out there. I got silver below twenty three dollars right now. Rolls of silver quarters forty pre nineteen sixty five silver quarters 
$190 a roll. If you buy a quarterback or more, so a quarterback would be 25 rolls. If you buy 25 rolls or more, we'll take the quarters to $185. Uh, 800 951-0592. And man, we've got a battle ahead of us. If you go out to allamericangold.com, uh, our lead story out there today. The Federal Reserve realizing their mistakes. Of course, not actually admitting to that. You, know, you don't have to admit to any mistakes because you're just there trying to fix the problem. Uh, after the bank failures last year, went back and said, man, okay, you're right. You know, these rules that, you know, I know we said we fixed too big to fail. They never really did, right? We all know that, right? How do we know that? Well, because those banks are even bigger now. But they decided we can't really trust these banks to do the right thing, right? Because we got to remember, they tell the banks, Okay, you have to have X amount of Tier 1 capital. And that, that's like U.S. Treasuries and things of that nature. Right? You can have X amount of Tier 2 capital. So that may be, maybe not, you know, it's, it's not U.S. Treasuries, but, you know, fairly decent commercial real estate or something like that. Maybe a high credit score, auto loans, stuff like that, right? Not, not junk, you know, not, not, not great, but not terrible. And then, of course, they could have X amount of, we'll call it what it is, junk. Low, low credit score, uh, low credit card, or uh, low credit score, credit card debt, low credit auto loan debt, right? Because you got to remember, right, they get more interest. Right, tier one, they get the least amount of interest. Tier two, they get more. Tier three, that's where they get the most. And they said, "Well, you know, banks, when we didn't have those rules in place, banks just did the wrong thing and loaded up on all the crappy stuff, and that's why all, everything went to hell in a handbasket." Well, that really wasn't true. Fast forward to today, and then the last thing, the the fourth thing, is, "Hey, this is money you can't invest." You just got to have this amount on hand, right, for uh, deposits, uh, you know, to uh, pay for bills. And, you know, obviously, you know, they got their own expenses, but it's there as a buffer, right? You know, a bank run, what have you. You got you to gotta sell some of this tier one, tier two, tier three at a loss. You take it out of this reserve. Well, obviously... Those reserves aren't good enough. Even with them forcing the banks into, hey, here's how you can spend your money, they still do a bad job. They don't hedge it right. They don't take the right precautions. Right? We got these problems. So they decided we're going to make the banks keep more money. The fourth bucket. You can't buy any tier one assets or tier two assets or tier three assets. So money they can't make money on. How's that, right? The deposits that they're not allowed to make money on. Jason, the banking industry 
is freaking out. Uh, They're talking about taking the Federal Reserve to court, saying that uh, that the, the law that the Fed has written needs to completely be uh, totally overhauled, calling the the rule completely unreasonable. And Jason, this just tells you, and why am I bringing it up? Because I think it highlights there's not a lot of cushion there. The, the banking industry isn't nearly as healthy as they want people to believe. You know, the average worker having their hours. Oh, there he is. There you yeah, are. it's kind of like it's kind of like, kind of like the average worker having their hours cut. You know, the bank uses this money to to, to to put it into something and make money on it. And if you don't have that available, you don't get to make money. It's it's kind of like the Uber driver. Who suddenly, Uber's like, you know what? Uh, we just don't need this many Uber drivers on the road. We're just going to shut off ten percent of you, and suddenly you just can't make the money. I mean, that's the, this is where the banks go uh, to to continue to fold over that money and, and keep money rolling in. It, they could do other things, Joe. They absolutely could do a different model if they wanted to, but that's just not the system that they're in. And so, yeah, they panic because it's like having uh, no gas in the tank to go drive your car for Uber. It's it stops uh, what they do. And uh, I think there's going to be a lot more of this going on in the future, Joe. There's going to, you know, at some point, uh, you can't please everybody at all times. And we know there's a chosen few banks that are going to always be supported. All the rest of the banks are on the chopping block if uh, if things go bad, Joe. Yeah, and again, I, I it's something where you need to think about this. It's not like they're making some huge. Oh my gosh, you've got to double uh, the amount of capital. I mean, they they. Uh, any amount here, and and now the banks are saying this is unworkable, we can't do it. Uh, it it's unprecedented for the Fed. Uh, in, in the 20 years I've been doing I don't know that I've ever seen them actually undo a rule because before they write these rules they usually go out and talk to the bank right you know it, it's it's kind of it, it, it's a done deal way ahead of time uh this one here though jason i think it just highlights the situation we're really in there's no good answer here the fed knows that the banks need to have more capital set aside the problem is the banks are saying if you do this the whole thing's going to come crashing down. Picture Radio News Hour will be back right after the break. 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason, Picture Radio News Hour. You know, how safe are the banks? And that, that that's something that all of us have the right to know. And yet they go out of their way to make it impossible for us to know think about this since since march of last year the fed has created an an emergency lending facility for banks that as uh account balances drop as depositors pull funds They've run out of money in that fourth tier. So remember, there's there's really four tiers in banking: tier one, tier tier, tier one, tier two, tier three, right? And the the lower the tier, the more risky the investment. Obviously, though, the more reward for the bank as long as they pay. 
Of course, that fourth tier, hey, that's the money you got to have on hand. These banks have run out of that money. When that happens, okay, well, you got to start selling some of these tier one, tier two, and tier three assets. Well, nobody wants to sell the tier threes because they're going to lose a ton of money because everyone's like, yeah, you know, the economy's kind of, we're waiting for the crash. Yeah, we really don't want to buy that. You know, yeah, you got $10 billion of tier three. Uh, would you take $4 billion? No? Oh, well, then we're not interested, right? It's tier two. Eh, you know, you got $10 billion there. I mean, uh, would you take uh, $6 billion? No? Oh, well, then we're not interested. Tier one, I mean, those are treasuries. Hey, I got $10 billion in treasuries. How much you give me? I don't know. Eight, $9 billion? Wait, you got, I got to take losses? Well, I'm not J.P. Morgan. I can't afford billion-dollar losses. We're going to go insolvent. We're insolvent. So what they did is they created this facility that the banks could use, and they're handing over these Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 3s, and the Fed is paying them what the market won't. In other words, ah, we'll give you we'll give you full value for it, which nobody will. In order to pretend that you're still solvent, every week since then, or with, with, except I think of one or two, the amount of banks borrowing keeps going up. And remember, yesterday I told you now it's really going up. Instead of a hundred million, two hundred million a week, it was a billion, two billion, four billion, eight billion a week. And the facility closes on March the eleventh. Now, you would think, well, hey, tell us what banks are doing this. Because I you know, is my bank doing it? Because maybe I want to move my money out. Right? Because Man, if they're having a problem, shouldn't I be able to know about it? And the answer is no, Jason. They don't want you to know. They won't disclose who those banks are. They won't tell us if your bank's in trouble. It makes absolutely no sense, but I think it highlights. And this is the thing that I think most people have a hard time accepting. The Fed's job is not to look out for you and I. It's not their role. They don't care. Their job is to protect their system, and we truly don't know what the real health of the banking industry is. And then when I see this, where the Fed's like, well, we want you guys to have more capital, more of this uh, Tier 4 stuff, and, and the banks are freaking out, I think it really tells you how safe is our money really. I might have this wrong, but is uh, you talk about the the bank term funding program? Is that the one? I heard that one ends at the, the end of March. Yeah, March eleventh. Yeah, I heard it goes even. I, I, from what I saw, I was just looking at this yesterday. It would be maybe to the end of March, but then they stop buying treasuries at full at full price. They stop floating treasury. I've heard without this program, uh, f- you know what we are seeing with those rising rates. 
uh, things would have completely blown up because they're sponging up all the stuff that's not being bought. So the, the auctions don't really matter until this program comes to an end. And at the same time, the cash is ending out of the reverse repo at the end of March. So, so all this is, I mean, this, this is where I think the uh, lowering the rates is going to be end of March or April, whenever, whatever meeting coincides with these two programs coming to an end in March show. I really believe, and you're making a really good point, there is a big plumbing problem. Forget about the jobs. Forget about uh, the consumer and how healthy or unhealthy they are. There is a major plumbing problem within the banks having to do with debt and also having to do with the fact that deposits keep declining. Uh, and, and again, when you look at who's leading the charge about not having more money set aside, it's the big banks. It's J.P. Morgan and Citigroup and Bank of America, right? And they're, oh, no, we got it right. I, get, I would get it. Right, if it was all these little banks that you never heard of, right? I can understand, hey, their position on this, but it's the big banks that are having the biggest problem with all of this. And then again, they've been playing a shell game. They've been dishonest about how healthy the system really is. The system that they put in place after too big to fail doesn't actually work, especially when you left rates at zero for 15 years. Radio News Hour. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, don't do anything. Don't. What's the worst that could happen? Right? You know, your bank goes out of business. Maybe you get your money. Maybe you don't. I don't know. We'll be back. Final segment. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason on this Wednesday. Uh, again, today's special. We got two really good ones for you today uh the ten dollar liberties one through nine a thousand ninety five ten or more a thousand ninety twenty or more a thousand eighty five rolls of silver quarters forty pre nineteen sixty five silver quarters a hundred and ninety dollars a roll if you buy 25 rolls or more, $185 a roll at 800-951-0592. So we're, we're, we're talking about, why is Jamie Diamond so upset? Well, now you know. He's not dumb. I wish he was. He's not. Jamie Diamond's a smart man. I don't like him. But he knows how to play the system. And here's what he sees. Well, let's see. Uh, the reverse repos are going to be out of money in the next in less than 90 days. That's not a good thing. A lot of liquidity now gone. The Fed's emergency bank facility, right? Same thing. That, that comes to an end, right? Uh-oh. Even less liquidity now. Oh, wait. Now you want us to have more money set aside that we can't invest with. Jason, it's pretty easy to see. We've got a major problem. And I think this is why when you look at Wall Street right now, 
they haven't given up on this March rate cut. And I know, right? We get it. Well, what the 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 numbers, the jobs number, the retail says the it's not bad enough yet for the Fed to cut rates, and we still have inflation. That's not what they're looking at. This is what people need to understand. The reason why they're calling for rate cuts is because of the liquidity problem that re, that exists inside the banks. And the bottom line, the Fed has been covering it up and covering it up for a long time. And liquidity problems come because you don't keep pumping money in because that's how this debt money system works is you got to feed right. the monster. <laughs> and so they have nowhere to go with it. And, and yeah, uh, lowering the rates... Uh, if, this, if they don't get their number below the three range, I, I, I just – we know what's happening. And here's the thing, Joe. We talked off the air, I think, yesterday. I told you, I still think they've been printing money and giving it to very specific areas. I watched a whole video on how this how this is done, these facilities that get cash that's pumped in. And if they're pumping hundreds of billions of dollars into the system – that just doesn't go to the people, which doesn't inflate on the front end. It still can inflate on the back end. When everybody needs money, when everybody needs to take care of themselves, uh, the inflation will come back in a major way. Of course the markets are happy about lower rates, Joe. It's just kicking the can down the road one more time, and then that's the only solution that anybody seems to have right now. That's what all these Fed facilities they've been making up out of thin air, that's what all these are is just kicking the can. That's, they should just call it kicking the can down the road one, two, three, four, five, as they just keep doing it. Yeah, and it, it is. It's like the, the the biggest game of kick the can, but they're kicking the can uh, with your money, with with your financial viability. This is this is what they're kicking the can down the road with. And and again, I think this is it's two different things, right? If you're just talking about inflation in the economy, but no, the Fed shouldn't cut rates. Why are they insisting they need to cut rates? Because they got a plumbing problem, they got a financial problem, and it's gonna it's gonna come crashing down. 800-951-0592. Take this opportunity. Buy gold and silver for less. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.